Hey, it's the Left Coasters podcast. I'm Dangles. I'm Brian. And I am Tony. And you can find the Left Coasters on Facebook as well as Instagram at the Left Coasters podcast. Always hit us up with your comments and your questions and we will get them on the show. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the best sports podcast this side of the Mississippi, week six, Tuesday edition of the Left Coasters podcast. My name is Tony Cavallo. I'm joined by Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, and no ballerina Brian Balzarini, but that's okay. He will be back on the Thursday show calling in from a remote location. We also do have a guest host on that Thursday show that's planning to come in. It's going to be a show chock full of surprises and a lot of fun, but today it's just me and Dangles, and we're going to have a lot of fun this show, a lot of fun things planned. We're going to go through first coach fired. We're going to go through what could be the most historic game in the past 10 years set up on the Sunday night slate of football, and we're also going to do gravestones. But first, before Before we get there, I just want to say that we saw two historic things happen this past week in Tom Brady throwing for 500 touchdown passes, breaking the record, throwing to over 71 different people, with Josh Gordon being the last one. 500 touchdown passes, number three, the third man to do it. And then on Monday night, Drew Brees throwing for the most passing yards of all time breaking Peyton Manning's BS record it's really Brett Favre's record most pass yards of all time now is only Drew Brees crazy to think that in 2004 both the San Diego Chargers and the Nick Saban led Miami Dolphins decided that Drew Brees had nothing left in the tank after an injury broke his shoulder and decided to let him walk to New Orleans he played for 14 more seasons at a Hall of Fame level, Drew Brees, the all-time passing yards leader. Well, and, and you know what's great about this, Tony, is that what Drew Brees does and is for that city transcends football. Obviously, you know, everybody knows how he led that team to the Super Bowl after Hurricane Katrina uh, and really and, and just beyond the football, what he did off the field in terms of his, his charity and his philanthropy for the city. He's been there, you know, ever since, like you said, he was allowed to walk away because he had nothing left in the tank. You know, uh, he just found himself a franchise, took the reins, won a Super Bowl, uh, and I think is the third winning duo now, part of the third winningest quarterback coach duo of all time uh, behind Don Shula and Dan Marino and of course the greatest of all time, Bill Belichick and uh, Tom Brady. So uh, I could not, couldn't have happened to a better guy. Could not be happier for Drew Brees for the city of New Orleans. Not all heroes wear capes. Drew Brees is a great example of that. Two great accomplishments for two of the greatest of all time. Both will be Hall of Famers. Yes. Um, both I would say I would mention in my top, uh, top 10 quarterbacks of all time list. Drew Brees also next week, I mean, he's only one touchdown pass away from reaching the 500 club as well. And uh, it's remarkable what those three guys over the past few seasons, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, and Drew Brees, have done and the consistency level for all those guys. It's really remarkable. But let's move on 
to not so excellent times <laughs> because it's about that time of the season where these coaches are these these seats are starting to get a little hot a little little bit of light under their butts there they they're starting to feel like maybe at the beginning of the year they're not so safe in the job that they have it's time to do first coach fired i'm sad that the ballerina can't be here but for for the life of me i've been trying so hard to find some odds on first coach fired because i have a bet i have a bet that i want to make i'm ready be fairly to make easy it. to find all i can find out there are first coach uh first coach fired odds from the start of the season that have dirk cutter leading the way that is not the case anymore so what i'm going to present to you the listeners at home and you dangle sitting right here dangles you're going to pretend bet right now at the tony cavallo sportsbook because i have made odds for the first coach fired i'm going to give you the top five names in the first coach fired and you're going to tell me whether i got the i got it right on the money who you'd bet and maybe you might have a long shot you want to throw out there already so you want to take a guess on the name, the favorite in the first coach fired rankings. You want to have a guess who I have put down here? I am going to guess that the first coach fired is Jason Garrett. You are Dallas right Cowboys. on the money. You are right on the money. Good job, Dangles. I have Jason Garrett as a two-to-one favorite. The loss that he had to Houston was just a terrible display of coaching football. That team's vanilla offense is so pitiful. Dak Prescott has to make so many plays when the, everything is collapsed. It's all about Zeke Elliott in the run game. And for you to punt the ball away in the situation in overtime is exactly why Frank Wright is not first here. I didn't agree with Frank Wright saying, oh, we play to win the game and punting it or trying to go for it on fourth and whatever. Jason Garrett had even better odds of making it on fourth down and decided to punt the ball away on a fourth and one in the waning minutes of overtime, letting New, uh, Houston steal that game from them. I think Jerry, Jerry Jones is sitting there going, it might be time. I don't think Jason Garrett sees Thanksgiving. I have him as the favorite, and you agree I think with me. For, I, I do, because I, I think I think Jerry Jones forgot to fire him. I got cre- <laughs> I got to credit that to, to pardon my take. Uh, uh, Big Cat and PFT I heard talking about that. Um, I He's got nothing to work with, mm-hmm. um, and that play, that play, he and that's not the first head scratching play call that, that that he's made. I think it's time for him to go on out the door and for some new fresh blood to come in there uh, and revitalize the Cowboys because after this season they're going to need it. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Uh, my number two pick, the second guy on the on the odds here, I have at five to one, and that's the man who beat Jason Garrett. That's Bill O'Brien. I think this Houston team needs to uh, string some wins together because they are playing really awful football right now they're running plays that they're so easily defended these plays especially on the goal line to get down the goal line as often as they do and not be able to score a touchdown with how many people they have I could have called the plays that they were calling these sweeps these rollouts that Deshaun Watson tries to make something happen when there's only two receivers running routes it's so hard to 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 score that way in the red zone and to you to come down at the end of the first half in that Dallas game when you're up seven points and it's fourth and one and time is running out on the goal line and you decide to go for it instead of taking a field goal that would put you up two scores going into the half, a field goal that would have saved you from going to overtime and having to play those extra 10 minutes and you not doing it and then calling a rollout play instead of trying to run it down the middle. I makes me so angry. I would hate to be a Texans fan right now. Bill O'Brien at 5 to 1. My third pick, 
these odds shot up this week, or I should say last week in particular. Um, and it's only because he is he is the only first-year coach I have in these top five, and it's only because he is in a dangerous locker room where I think the players are more important than he is to ownership, and that's Pat Shermer and the New York Giants. I have him at 8-1, to one, first coach fired. I like Shermer. I think the Giants are in real trouble this season. I don't think they're going to win a lot of games, and I think that's going to fall on Shermer because if he starts trying to have a war with Odell Beckham, and Odell Beckham came out to ESPN, he had all these things to say about he doesn't agree with the play calling, and then Shermer did his part. He had Odell talk to the team. He had Odell stand up for himself and try to become a leader. The problem is if you're going to have a, a rift with the highest-paid player on your team who just signed a five-year contract, the owner's going to pay attention to the player the guy who's the reason the team is built around versus paying attention to you, Pat Shermer. I'm sorry, Pat Shermer goes down to 8-1. to one. I think it'd be a dumb move to fire him. I just see it in the tea leaves. Dangles, do you agree or disagree? Uh, I, I don't know that y- you can pull the trigger on on a, on a firing like that just after one year, especially yeah. with a guy like Pat Shermer, who who we saw what a wizard he could be with the Minnesota Vikings offense and well, what he's capable of doing. And I, I was saying this on Sunday when we were when we were talking about it after I was talking with with our friend Alex Alche, friend of the podcast Alex Alche, uh, about this after the Giant game uh, when they lost to Carolina. And you know, I was, I was saying I want to see what he can do with a QB. Get get him a capable quarterback, and then let's see what they what they can do. Hell, at this point, put Kyle Lalletta out there. I don't Anybody care. He, else. he was a guy I was hoping the Patriots might look at picking up because you know in, in the in the draft, put someone else out there and let's see what he can do with a quarterback. I don't think I take the odds on Pat Shermer. I just think it's still too early to make a decision on it. And as far as OBJ goes, I, I agree that the management is probably going to pay attention to the player, but that's also a bad example to set for your locker room if you're. Just going to let his shenanigans go completely and totally unchecked, and you're just going to say, "Well, he gets paid, so I guess we got to let him do what everyone." No, 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 no. He's the player. You're the coach, and if that's going to be an issue, you have to put your foot down and base as a head coach and basically say, "I don't care how much you're getting paid. I don't know how good. I don't care how good you think you are. You play for my team and my locker room, and if you don't like it, I'm going to cut your ass, and you can take your contract somewhere else, and the front office can figure out how to pay you." I agree with it, but I just don't see New York, which is very much, very much a uh, celebrity city, trying to decide that uh, uh, Odell Beckham doesn't matter as much as Pat Shermer. I will say on Odell's uh, on Odell's good part and on Eli Manning's bad part, Odell Beckham's uh, threw a TD pass to Saquon Barkley uh, last this past Sunday. It traveled 24 yards in the air. 24 yards in the air. Eli Manning hasn't had a TD pass travel that far since week five of last season. Wow. Yeah. That's an awesome stat. (laughs) And for the final two, I have them tied with the same odds. Both of these guys I have coming in at 10 to 1. I have uh, uh, Sean McDermott out of the Buffalo Bills. Even though they're feisty and winning some games, I just don't see a team that's consistent, and I think that team will fall apart late in the year. And I think the owner might say, I need someone else to uh, help Josh Allen along. McDermott at 10 to 1. And the other guy I have at 10 to 1, and the guy I would put my money on right now, to be the first coach fired, that's Pete Carroll out of Seattle. Mm. Again, that team played the best game of their season against the L.A. Rams, but I see them. They have a London game this week, and they have a bunch of tough games in the future. I don't see them winning a lot more games. Russell Wilson is a magician, but there is still so much turmoil in that locker room. The Earl Thomas stuff aside, there's still so much going on in that locker room that does not suit Pete Carroll. And I think whether he's fired or resigns, 
this is the guy I would put money on. I just got to hope Jason Garrett stays on a little bit longer. <laughs> and uh, Pete Carroll is my pick at 10-1 and one to be the first coach fired. So those are your top five odds at the Tony Cavallo Sportsbook. Dangles, my friend, do you have another guy you would throw some long-shot money on? I do, but you're not going to like it. Oh, boy. I honestly think that if the Packers don't make the playoffs, Mike McCarthy gets fired. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. Uh, especially if there is discord, as there's been reported between Aaron Rodgers and him as far as the play calling is even, concerned. Even more this week. And even more this week after the way things panned out. Uh I think there's a very good chance because, okay, the other guy I was thinking about was Dan Quinn in Atlanta, right? He's 1-4 and four and and things aren't going well. Granted, that is a defense that has been completely and totally torn apart by injury. Yeah. They've lost a bunch of their best uh, uh, best defenders in their secondary and, and their top linebacker in Deion Jones. But Dan Quinn is still only a couple years removed from a Super Bowl. And I think that team likes playing behind him. I, yeah, think, I, they, I think they trust him. And more importantly, I think the ownership, Arthur, and I think Arthur Blank trusts him as well. Yep. I don't know that that holds for Mike McCarthy right now. I think cracks are starting to form, and if the Packers don't pick things up and at least snag a wild card spot, I think there's going to be trouble in paradise, and I think you might see Mike McCarthy packing up his office by the end of this season. I will say I did a couple more odds because I wanted to find out that I had the right five guys. I had Dan Quinn at 20 to 1. Okay. I also had uh, Mike Tomlin and Vance Joseph also at 20 to 1. Uh, and Mike McCarthy I had on here as well, along with Matt Patricia at 30 to 1. And that closes the Tony Cavallo Sportsbook and our conversation on First Coach Fired. We'll probably touch on this again in the upcoming weeks when the ballerina is here and see if these odds have changed. But now, let's move on to the game of the year. Left Coasters. Okay, guys, listen, I understand we are a Los Angeles-based podcast, but we did this a couple weeks ago with the battle for Los Angeles when it was the Rams against the Chargers in a game that we took away from the Pick'em and uh, put it out alone because it was a game you needed to break down. We have it again this week. Sunday night, we have a pivotal matchup, not just for this regular season, but it could be a changing of the guard at the AFC for seasons to come. The ballerina is not with us in studio. It is just me and D'Angelo Antonio. I spent the last week in New England. I went to Gillette Stadium to see the Patriots play the Indianapolis Colts in one of the funnest NFL uh, experiences I have had as a fan. It was a great time. I am in the in the dirt when it comes to New England. I do love this team. Dangles roots for them every Sunday. Every week, Dangles is a diehard Patriots fan, so I do believe it's time for me and you to dive into the Patriots against their uh, the five 5-0 Chiefs right now in what could be a pivotal, pivotal matchup. Dangles, could you give me the particulars right now on what's to come Sunday night before we get into some amazing stats? Sunday night indeed at Gillette Stadium in beautiful Foxborough, Massachusetts at one Patriot place. 520 on the West Coast, 820 on the East Coast. Uh, you will find it on NBC with Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth on the call the New England Patriots will host the Kansas City Chiefs. The New England Patriots, 3-2, and two, have not lost a game at Gillette Stadium so far this year. The Kansas City Chiefs are 5-0 and oh and have not lost a game at all this year on, yep. the, ho- on the road or at home. The Patriots right now are 66.7% favorites to win, according to ESPN's uh, matchup predictor. And right now, the line is 3.5 points in favor of the Patriots. The over-under, one of the highest in history history at 60 points oh my goodness i didn't know 60 that 60 
points. Oh, that means I have for to take this the over. over and under. That and of course, means that means you have to over. bet the over. Uh, this is going to be an incredible game. Patrick Mahomes enters this game leading the NFL with 14 touchdown passes. The last time the Chiefs came to visit good old Gillette was the beginning of last season. The season opener for the Patriots when they were ready to hang their Super Bowl banner number Mark, five. Marky Mark Wahlberg Complete was there. Yeah. the handful of rings, one for each finger. Mark Wahlberg is there to drop some R's and hang the banner. And uh, boy, oh boy, did things not turn out well for the Patriots. Nope. I think 42 to 27 yep. was the final You're absolutely uh, right. after a really just a bummer performance, if I remember remember correctly Tom Brady didn't throw a touchdown meanwhile Alex Smith was 28 of 35 for 368 yards and four touchdowns well Alex Smith is not there it is now Mahomes but who is there and then had big games in that 2017 match Kareem Hunt in his first game ever 17 rushes 148 yards and a touchdown Tyreek Hill seven receptions 133 yards and a touchdown the leading rusher for New England Mike Gillisley the leading receiver for New England, Danny Amendola. Both of them not in Patriots uniforms this Sunday night. The reason why we're taking this game out of the other ones and talking about it is because the Patriots for forever have been in the AFC Championship game. They've been the king. They've been the one to take down. And they haven't had a real threat. They've had guys come out. A Denver team's been good. A Peyton Manning team's been good. A Baltimore team's been scary. A Sanchez-led Rex Ryan Jets team has been scary. But no team has been as good as this team to come into New England right now when New England has looked as defenseless as they are. Granted, New England has strung some wins together, but that's against the Miami Dolphins and the Indianapolis Colts. When they played a team that could be a playoff team in Jacksonville, they got their they got their shit kicked in. They really did. And now they play a team that matches up very well against them in the Kansas City Chiefs. The problem is, the Chiefs have been here before. Andy Reid has been here before to face Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. And we're going to go through some of the historical stats of these two teams and see what can happen this week. Because if Kansas City wants to continue not only being undefeated, but to take the AFC crown, this Mahomes kid is young. Hill is young. Kareem Hunt is young. Kelsey is young. This team is built around young playmakers. They need to defeat the giant that is Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. And this is a meaningful, meaningful game, and I'm so excited to watch it. it. It's what you would call a resume win if we were talking about college basketball. Absolutely. This is a this is a resume win, and this is a this is a prove it game if there if there has been so far this season. This is where that we really see, I think, whether and we talked about that a little bit last week. This is where we really see what Patrick. Holmes is, is capable of because yeah. he's going up against that vaunted Jaguars defense. All right, he passed the test. They they won big. They were able to, to go ham on that on that Jaguars uh, uh, on that Jaguars defense, and their defense forced five turnovers and didn't have such a bad game themselves. Yeah, but they're not playing Bortles this week. No, they're not playing Bortles this week. They are playing the greatest of all time in Tom Brady, and that's where I think the rubber is going to meet the road because. Th- this is this is a tough game to pick, dude. No, like, absolutely. This is this this is really really hard to go. I'm interested. To, I'm interested to hear what 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 these stats that you are that you pulled up all time. 18, 14, and three. The Chiefs lead this series. Since 1998, the Patriots have won seven of the last eleven. Before that, the Patriots lost ten of fourteen. <laughs> so you can see how things shifted. The Chiefs were really good for a long time, and yep. then 2000 rolls around, and here comes this guy named Tom Brady, and suddenly the Chiefs can't beat the Patriots. No, absolutely. It's been a very very interesting turn of events. This. Chief 
Chiefs team is a lot of fun to watch. And even before that Jacksonville game for the Chiefs, people said on Monday, uh, Mahomes is going to Denver. The spotlight's going to be on him on Monday. There's no bigger spotlight than what's going to hit him Sunday night oh, against not. Brady and the Patriots. That that the, I, I was there on a Thursday night game against Indy, and that stadium, the way they set up that entrance it, with the lights out and the lights going crazy and the fireworks, and they had Willie McGinnis opening the door to the locker room and Brady walks out with all the Patriots behind him, and they're playing Kamina Barana, and the place is going insane, and Mahomes is going to be there. Oh, Fortuna indeed. Oh, man, it's going to be great. Uh, but uh, Andy Reid and Bill Belichick. Andy Reid and Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick is third all time in NFL wins from a in regular season wins from a coach. He has 68 win percentage. Uh, Andy Reid is tenth, tenth all time in wins for the regular season at 61 win percentage. Andy Reid six wins away from being eighth. He will get that by the end of this year. So Andy Reid has his, a, a very uh, hefty resume as Bill Belichick. But Reid versus Belichick. Reid was 0 and 4 when he was on Philly against Bill Belichick. But since coming to Kansas City, he is 2-1 and one with that only loss coming in the playoffs. In fact, this is a good news for you, Dangles. <laughs> every time, every year, the New England Patriots have faced Andy Reid in the regular season, they reach the Super Bowl. I like the odds. Right? I like the odds Isn't a lot. That a nice I, I mean, step? every time. I mean, granted, the last like ten years or so, any time the Patriots play sixteen games of football in the regular <laughs> season, the odds have been on them to reach the Super Bowl. So I feel good about it anyway. But knowing that Andy Reid stat makes me feel a little bit better about this game on yep, Sunday. Absolutely. Because yeah. I am a little nervous from the standpoint of a fan. You should be nervous. You should be nervous. This team is coming in hot. They're coming in really, really hot. Andy Reid is two and zero in the regular season with Kansas City against this team. Uh, let's go to. Brady, though, because Brady, for some reason, has always struggled against the Chiefs, not always being led by Andy Reid, but this is just the Chiefs in general. Brady's average stats, and this is from Pro Football Focus, 19 for 31, averaging 244 yards and only 1.3 touchdowns versus one interception. That's an average of his games against the Chiefs. So for some reason, again, Arrowhead is a tough place to play. This game is in New England. He always plays better in New England. But the Chiefs have had Brady's number. Is there anything you can glean from those? Uh, this is a Chiefs defense that no longer has Marcus Peters. Uh, this is a Chiefs defense that's missing Eric Berry. Uh, mm-hmm. Eric mm-hmm. Berry has given Tom Brady fits for a long time. Uh, by the way, the worst Chief of all time, as far as the Patriots con- are concerned, is Bernard Pollard, who destroyed Brady's leg eight Very minutes true. into the 2008 season. Very true. Uh, so there is no Chief, no matter what he does, that can uh, usurp Bernard Pollard at the at top of that list of most hated Chiefs of all time. I- I'm very interested to see how Brady plays against this this Chiefs team because most of the time when they come in they have a defense they, they're coming in with like we're talking about like the Chiefs defense is a team that you're picking up in your fantasy like they're yes. defense special teams that you're picking up we're talking about them stuffing people and sacking people and making interceptions that's not this team this year the Jaguars despite losing this past weekend put up over 500 yards of offense on that Chiefs defense yes they did uh, and I think the difference between the Jaguars and the Patriots is the Jaguars are a team that you can allow to put a ton of yards on the board on you, and that may not translate into touchdowns. And I, I, I'd say this is somebody who's covered the team. I've talked about it before. The Jaguars, when they stunk, it wasn't because they couldn't keep teams out of the end zone. It's because they couldn't score themselves. They still have some of that that struggle sometimes. The difference there is that Tom Brady yardage equals touchdowns for yep, Tom Brady, absolutely. and you're not going to be able to just to just have 500 yards go up on the board and not have Brady, uh, you know, scoring at least four or five touchdowns in some fashion. For sure, absolutely. Uh, I will say though that some of the 
players he's throwing to on Sunday have struggled against the Chiefs as well. Gronkowski average against the Chiefs, only three receptions, 50 yards, and a touchdown. Edelman, only two receptions and 12 yards average against these Kansas City Chiefs. The one glimmer of hope, though, Josh Gordon's averages against these Chiefs, seven receptions, 109 yards, and a touchdown. So Josh Gordon loves playing the Kansas City Chiefs. Granted, those games came when he was running the table in Cleveland, but still, those are big numbers to average. What worries me in this game, Andrew Luck had so many players open. The problem was he was throwing to Chester Rogers and Ryan Grant. Eric Ebron had over 100 yards receiving and two touchdowns. Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Kareem Hunt, Sammy Watkins, all those players would be the best player on Indianapolis. And Mahomes can throw it just as well as Luck and can make those plays happen. He seems to have that that rabbit's foot stuck up his butt. He's ready to be lucky and be good. And he can throw it very, very far and very, very accurately. This team is ready to make plays. And I think the New England defense has real trouble covering these guys. There's no way you can cover all these guys on the field. You're gonna, yeah. You double Kelsey, uh, Terry Kill's open. You double Hill, Kareem Hunt's open on the ground. You double Kareem Hunt, and, and they're going to find one of these other guys, DeAnthony Thomas, Chris Conley. They've got playmakers upon playmakers upon playmakers and it's really going to come down to situational football and what I why I'm so excited about this game is because these are two master tacticians. This yeah. is going to be a chess match from the coin flip to the final seconds of the game ticking off the clock. These two strategists are going to be going back and forth trading punches, trading attacks and counterattacks and and it's it's just it's going to be it's it's going to be a super incredible game and I I'm, I'm I'm super excited for that. Uh but I I I think I think they it's about situational football here. They, they have to play the individual matchups and come out on any given play. Who is most likely to get the football here? Who is Patrick Mahomes most likely to throw the football to? And then you have to worry about him making things happen out of the pocket, too. Yeah. So this is going to be a super, super tall task uh, for that New England defense and Belichick. I'm very excited for it. I'm very, very... This is... If you had plans this Sunday night, if, if your girlfriend's asking you, your fiancé is asking you to go to dinner at a parent's house, find a way to be sick. <laughs> Find a way to cancel. This is must-watch football. Dangles, before we go to Gravestones, we need to make a pick for this game. I'm going to go to you first. Give me a pick for Kansas City undefeated at Tom Brady in New England. Kansas City will not be undefeated anymore after this week. Wow. I believe the Kansas City Chiefs are going to lose to the New England Patriots in New England. I think I think on I just think Bill Belichick wins the long battle. I think he outmaneuvers Andy Reid in the long run. I, I think you're gonna see these teams each probably put up over four hundred yards at, you know, if not more than that. Um this to me, really for the Patriots, it comes down to their rushing game. We know the Patriots pass game is going to be there. Uh, I was super impressed and I continue to be super impressed with what Sony Michelle has been able to do and I am falling more and more in love. Not that I, I mean, how can you not be in love with James White? He won us a, a super, our yeah, last Super absolutely. Bowl. You fall more and more in love with the guy every week for what he's able to do, how he's able to to change up his routes and change up his speeds and adapt on the fly. And he just knows where Brady's going to throw the ball. I have such a great rapport. He's 
unstoppable once he gets to the outside. I think if they can utilize that two-headed rushing attack, uh, they're they're going to be able to make some stuff happen. And and the other the other thing I think is 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 I think with a lot of these opponents, the Chiefs come out hot. They smack you in the face real early on. They score on their first drive or their second drive, and you know before the first quarter is over, you're looking at a two-touchdown deficit, and you're going, "Holy crap! When did this happen?" I don't think the Patriots are going to be phased by that. If the Chiefs come out and score hot on their first drive, the Pats aren't going to be back on their heels like mm-hmm. some of these other teams are. They're going to come right back out and punch the Chiefs in the mouth and say, okay, we can take one on the chin. Can you? I, I love I love your analysis there, and uh, I, I this is a tough one for me to pick. You know how much I love the Patriots. I love Tom Brady. I believe it's he's not the greatest easy. of all time. It's not easy at all. This is it's a this this, this is a homer Chiefs pick for team me. is so hot right now and has so many weapons. And the thing that changed it for me and sealed it for me are these stats for Travis Kelsey and his life against the Patriots. Travis Kelsey averages seven receptions, seventy yards, and a touchdown against these Patriots and. He has a different quarterback throwing in the ball right now, a guy that can throw it better than any quarterback he's ever had, and they just let Eric Ebron go for over 100 yards. Eric Ebron go for over 100 yards and two touches against them. This is why I think Kelsey has a huge day. I think Mahomes has a huge day. I don't think the lights are too bright for him. I think Brady has a huge day too, but there is more firepower on the Chiefs in this regular season game than the New England Patriots have also. I don't think Bill Belichick shows his whole hand in this game. Does he ever? Because he knows in the past, those past two regular season games against Kansas City, they've lost by a lot, and Bill Belichick made the Super Bowl both of those years. He knows that this is not the only time he's going to see these Chiefs. He might say, you know what? I'll save these plays that I know are going to work against them. I'll save them for January for when it matters. When the games really do matter. That doesn't mean this game won't be exciting. That doesn't mean New England won't have a chance, but that does mean I am picking the Kansas City Chiefs to go 6 and 0 in this game of games on Sunday night. I cannot wait to watch this game. I, I can't. I can't either. And you know, will it be? Will it be frustrating if the Patriots lose? Yes, especially if they get blown out. I, I don't see that happening. I, don't I do think this is going to be a close game, and it's going to go back and forth. You know, they're they're hard to stop. Nobody's been able to put it to them this year. So we we shall see. I know I cannot be wait to be in front of my TV wearing my Rob Gronkowski jersey, screaming and spiking shit in my living room. I'm going to be very happy to take the over in this game and just hope it works. Sixty. <laughs> but man. let's sixty. Let's move on now to everybody's favorite game and end the Tuesday show with a little Gravestones. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is now time for everyone's favorite game, the game of Gravestones. Each week, the hosts of the Left Coasters podcast pick a team to put into the ground and say that they will not be making the playoffs this NFL season. Every week we pick a team to put in there, and at the end of the season we will only have 12 teams left, hopefully the 12 teams that are actually in the playoffs. If a a host picks a team, the host following him cannot pick the same team that week. And this season as well, we've added a little caveat where we've only been picking certain conferences certain weeks to make it a little bit more difficult. We do have Brian's pick for a gravestone, and Brian is dead last, so we'll be announcing his. But it's now between me and Dangles to decide who goes into the ground. So this is... Uh, actually, Tony, if I could interrupt you really quickly before we get started. If, okay. Uh, yeah, so here's the thing. Um, I don't know if you checked your records or if you took a look at um, you know how things shook out in the pick last week, but... Uh, 
your boy won. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I'm at the top of the pick'em. I am the best this week. Uh, okay. So I am going to use my scepter and crown and uh, uh, a rule of all that I see to make a proclamation. Oh. And that is that because I noticed that I have more NFC team kills than the two of you uh-huh. this week, uh-huh. I'm going to be killing an AFC team. Okay. But you and Brian... You morons are going to be killing an NFC team. Oh, that changes things. And that will even things out for the rest of the year, and we will all be able to pick uh, the same from the same conference for the remainder of the season. So I will be picking an AFC team. You and Brian will be picking an NFC team. And this is Gravestones. I am going first, as I mentioned, because I am the greatest. Tony, could you remind me who I've killed before we get started? Yes, sir. In the AFC Dangles, you have killed just the Buffalo Bills. The rest of the field is yours. That's it? How fortuitous. This week, on Gravestones, I will be killing the Indianapolis Colts. Really? Oh, yeah. That's surprising. I don't think so. Indy stinks. Indy's not going to the playoffs. Indy has Andrew Luck, and that's it. And even when T.Y. Hilton is healthy, they haven't been very good. Uh, I don't think that this is a playoff-bound team. I think that the Titans and the Jaguars are both in a better position to win that division. And so I am picking the Indianapolis Colts to put in the ground as my gravestone for this week. Fair enough. Tony, you're up. You've got an NFC team to choose. Who have you killed so far? The NFC is getting clouded because we've killed three NFC teams so far. I've killed Arizona, San Fran, and ugly Detroit. I still have one more that's a surefire kill, though. And that is the Odell Beckham-led New York football giants. It is not going to happen as long as he lies there. And I'm sad to say that Pat Shermer, in his 8-1 first coach fired Tony Cavallo sportsbook odds, will not make the playoffs this year. And with that, each left coaster's host has killed the New York football giants. Oh my. And they are the first team to give <laughs> a moment of silence to. So let us hang our heads and giggle and pray for the 2018 New York Giants. And now Brian steps to the altar from afar. In the NFC, he's killed the NFC North leading Chicago Bears, the Josh Rosen Arizona Cardinals, and those New York Giants. And he sends in from afar a killing of the San Francisco 49ers, stating that C.J. Bethard will not lead them to the playoffs, which I agree with. Dangles agrees with it too. And San Fran becomes the second team that every left coaster has killed. And so a final moment of silence for the Jimmy Garoppolo-less 49ers. And that is Gravestones. Left Coasters. 
Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this Tuesday show of the Left Coasters podcast. My name is Tony Cavallo. with Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, calling in from Brian the Ballerina, Balzarini, who couldn't be here today, but will be back calling in on Thursday. It has been a very, very fun, fun show. Sunday night, Sunday night. Oh, I'm getting wait. so excited. And uh, I think I like the way we ended Tuesday's show, so Dangles, let's end it again. Oh, as always, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram under the Left Coast podcast you can email us the left coast is podcast at gmail.com we're on soundcloud we're on itunes share it rate it tell your friends and finally chargers charge you know it's coming the chargers charge no you tuesday. said how we did on t- oh Ram last tuesday on, on oh, thursday I get it. this is the chargers so time this is the chargers so, charge podcast. finally <laughs> tuesday afternoon chargers charge The world's best-known investor and Wall Street expert Warren Buffett once said, Wall Street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from those who take the subway. Mr. Buffett's quote is remarkably accurate, but how many people would rather receive advice from him than someone simply guessing? Welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell, your single source for Wall Street knowledge and profitable guidance. Please join me, Todd Schoenberger, and fellow trader Tobin Smith, as well as host Veronica Dudo, for a podcast known to move the needle for investors. Tobin and I are seasoned Wall Street executives with deep investment experience, and we are prepared to share our advice to those who choose to listen. Download Buy, Hold, Sell today on the Evergreen Podcast Network or your favorite podcast channel.